Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, thanks for joining us today here on Video Games Now Podcast. My name is Rodney. I'm one of the hosts, and I'm with my co-host, Will. How's it going, everyone? And today, we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves a little bit, talk about our favorite games, or at least favorite games, and talk about a little bit about Pokemon, a little about Xenoblade Chronicles X. So if you guys want to uh, listen in on that, stay tuned, and we'll uh, try to entertain you the best we can in the next 30 minutes. Here we go. just to start things off here uh favorite games why don't we get that right out of the way now so uh, i guess i'll go first unless you uh want to talk about yours real bad will uh take it away all right uh so i mean i'm i'm just gonna say zelda i'm not gonna pick one particular game breath of the wild um but uh yeah i just really like the lore inside zelda like it started up super generic uh, with the first game in 1987 but uh it just every game adds more and more and more lore you know and it's just interesting to follow and interesting to keep up on and you just each game that comes out you just want to see what it's adding to the lore and stuff and it's just it's really enticing so um have you you've played breath of the wild obviously will oh definitely yeah yeah what'd you think of that amazing <laughs> yeah it, it just i i haven't played a disappointing zelda game except maybe zelda 2 because they just made this formula with the first game and then just kind of didn't follow it (laughs) well speaking of like zelda 2 even the first one it was a lot more challenging than what you have nowadays yeah yeah, all you had was slash and block and die (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh yeah zelda that's that's my favorite franchise i guess of all time i don't know What about you, man? What's going on? Well, I've always been into big RPGs, and I have to start it off with Elder Scrolls. It's just a fantastic story, incredible lore throughout every game that just keeps adding more depth. So it's like Zelda for adults or something? Pretty much. A little more gory. (laughs) um, Different choices you can make. Not so much that your choices will affect the game, but... Just so much story that keeps you playing. Right. So what's your what's your favorite Elver Scrolls? Uh favorite game would game, have to yeah. be Skyrim. Right. 
mainly because I've always been a fan of Vikings and Norse mythology, and Skyrim just delivered. Right. Uh, I watched that show Viking once. I didn't like it. Ah, uh, you're dead to me now. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, we can go on all day about our favorite games, but what what really makes entertainment is least favorite games, so I might as well go first and just take take the hit full on. Um, I, I don't like COD, and I've played a lot of COD games, and I just... I it's just the same thing every time, you know, like the same recycled game every year. You have to invest hours in it to even start having fun. Like I've basically maxed out every uh, online account that I've had on each COD game. And I'm just like, I still kind of don't even have fun most of the time because there's always someone better than you. Like the pro players that just come and troll everyone and get like 40 kills a game. Yeah, I don't have time for that. You have anything to add? Yeah. Speaking of COD, I've never been huge on the multiplayer. As you say, you run into a pro player, you're hiding behind a wall, and next thing you know, you get a headshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, it- but, now if we're going back to, say, Call of Duty 1 or 2, Xbox, PS2 era, Yeah. now did you think they d- brought anything new because they were the first of the generation? Yeah, I mean... Uh- I mean, same thing with look, when Halo came out for the Xbox, like that was innovative on its own, you know, um, but I mean, yeah. And then COD brought its own thing to the table. Like it was, it was very tactical and, you know, but uh, they just, they haven't really innovated much since then. Like they've been just finding out ways to make more money rather than to make the consumer happy, which I mean, yeah, that's what, you, what it's all about when you own a company, but y- you know, you need, I, I don't, I don't know how people just go by the same game every year now do you think it was a smart idea for them to have different studios make every uh call of duty i'm talking about bouncing from franchise well staying franchise but different stories so modern warfare um black ops uh, advanced warfare right all different studios um i don't know i mean I don't see a difference, really. I mean, Nazi Zombies is, like, the only difference, and which is fun. But, I mean, even on the newest one on World War II, like, there was, like, two maps. Like, that's not fun, you know? Um, I mean, the one map has, like, a massive objective, which you need to be, you know, good to even complete. So, campaigns are fun, but I just hate how it gives you the illusion of being in a squad, but it's just you. Like, if you're playing on hardcore, you're, like... like Every AI is like, oh, well, we'll just kind of go hide in the corner. Like, I physically watched, like, one of my squad mates was, like, shooting at an AI, and the AI was shooting at them, and they were, like, 10 feet away, and they just, like, weren't killing each other. Like, And then I step out, and then every enemy's like, oh, there he is, and it's like instant aim, instant death. Like, come on. So, yeah, the, the campaign just does, that doesn't make me happy sometimes. At least the dumbass AI pals in Halo 5 campaign could revive you. Like, that's something useful. But other than that, they were pretty useless. So. Now, can I, can you say one positive thing about Call of Duty? Yeah, it got me 20 bucks to trade in. It's more than I was expecting. So I almost bought a Sonic game. I was so pissed off. And, <laughs> and we all know how good those games are. So. All right. Least favorite game will go. I know I'm going to take a hit for this, but I'm going to go straight to Destiny. Ooh. And the comments go wild. (laughs) Now, why? That is so many different reasons. There is just no actual stories. 
the mission really had no uh, objective that helped move the story forward as right. other games. Yeah. What what would you say about Destiny? Come on, you have to agree with me on this. Yeah, I mean, I bought the first one when it came out, and it just like I like I really enjoyed the game up to level twenty. Like it was a fair challenge. Um, like I had fun with it, but as soon as I got to level twenty, it just became complete garbage. Like grinding for gear and you know light level. What is that? Just level level twenty one. Like oh. I just, just I didn't like density, you know. And then and then to top it off, all the DLC that costs sixty bucks a pop, it's like I don't want to pay sixty dollars more to get like ten hours of gameplay more. Like it's not worth it. So, uh, what what is the worst thing about Destiny? You think? As you mentioned, it's gotta be the grinding. You hit level twenty, and to say do any of the the raids, yeah, you literally can't survive without better gear. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's been that person that's like, oh, I'm level, like, you know, 20, whatever, and they're, like, light level, whatever, to, to whatever. I don't even know light level because I haven't played <laughs> yeah. past that point. But, yeah, you, everyone's just, like, insanely better than you, and you're just like, yeah, I'll just sit here and collect the XP and do absolutely no work. Like, yeah. I do basically no damage anyway, so. I remember doing uh, the first raid, Vault of Glass, over and over again, and I don't think it was till about the fifth or sixth run where I could actually hold myself. Right. <laughs> they, everyone was literally carrying me through it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about grinding, we need to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles X because that game had so much grinding. It was just ridiculous. Like, the first area that, like, outside the town that you're in, it, it's just, I mean, it that, at that point, it's fun. But as soon as you go to the next area, you, like all the enemies go from like level thirteen to level like twenty five, and you're like, what? So and oh, it's just so much grinding, and like you have to play so many hours of gameplay before you even get to the max, and you're like, oh, it's just. <laughs> now, when they first announced Xenoblade Chronicles X, with that trailer, the announcement, I was super excited. You know, four hundred hours of cam- uh, campaign story. But getting into it, as you said, the grinding to move from one place to the next and not even like 180 hours in and I haven't unlocked the mech, I pretty much just gave up. (laughs) Yeah, it's just too much. I mean, like I watched the trailer and I was like, what is this? Like I was super stoked and it's for the Wii U and it looked like amazing. But uh, yeah, I just got super bored super quick and it, it it was like throwing too much technical blabble crap right at you like it, all at once it was so it was a lot to take in you know yeah we've discussed it before but i know you've never played the original xenoblade right but i remember as soon as you start the game it gives you one mini quest i can't remember too much about it but you go out into the first open area and you run you can see this gorilla like huge what's it doing there the hp is like at least 12 times more than what i'm carrying he sees you once he'll chase you around that field till he clobbers you to death <laughs> just wrecks you yeah i it, nothing makes me more like insanely mad while i'm playing a game is just like 
you get wrecked. Like, insta-wrecked. Like, you had, didn't even stand a chance. You know? It's, that but, is Xenoblade. And that's also Dark Souls. Oh. That is... That's going to be a whole different bag of worms. <laughs> but, I mean... It at least like promotes itself as like you you're not you're not gonna survive this game like you go in knowing you just have no chance at all but like you know you play a game like Xenoblade Chronicles X and it's like trying like oh look at our nice game yeah you get to go out and fight stuff it's really cool you get these powers yeah and then uh, yeah you just get wrecked. The one thing though, as bringing up Dark Souls, they told everyone that game was gonna be super hard. Yeah. I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, for sure. But after getting wrecked over and over again, it's the only game, but I have thrown the controller at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I threw um I threw a uh, Xbox controller in the garbage once after I lost a game of Halo Reach. It was uh, quite embarrassing. I did it like while well, a friend was over too. Like right in the garbage and he's like, Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, F you uh, just, like went insane. So <laughs> um but uh Still on grinding here. Uh, I, we got to talk about what, like how grinding is a definitely a thing in Pokemon, and but why is it more tolerable than in Xenoblade Chronicles X? Well, in Pokemon, the grinding isn't a, as hard as say Xenoblade Destiny. You're grinding more for level, but you only need to grind pretty much at the beginning of the game. Get ready for the first town that has the gym. After that, just facing the trainers, moving from one area to the next, keeps you pretty much with the same level. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, there's a little bit of extra incentive with the with leveling up in Pokemon where it's like, oh, I get my Pokemon to evolve, it'll get stronger. You know, or oh, I level it up to level 16 and I'll learn this move or whatever, right? Whereas in Xenoblaze, it's like you literally have to just level up to survive, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just a little bit different. And I just like the whole, um, yeah, I just like Pokemon. Well, I, the reason it wasn't my favorite, though, um, it's just not the same. Like, it's, it, it's sorry, it's all the same thing, really. Like, they kind of change it up a little bit in Sun and Moon. The one thing I really did like about Sun and Moon was uh, that you're the first champion, and then you have to defend your title. I was like, what? Because, like, the, no one ever acknowledges that you're the champion, even though you beat him, like, a bajillion times, and you're, everything's level 100, and you're just buff. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a game changer for me as well. But another thing was being able to challenge Red. Yeah. And then when you beat him, you're like, so am I better than Red? Or what the... But no, he's... Yeah, that was uh, the the battle tree was interesting for sure. Um, I completed the Pokedex on that game in like a weekend. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I think like, I was still struggling like three weeks later. Yeah, well, I'm good at Pokemon. What can I say? My favorite one was Omega Ruby because uh, Pokemon Ruby Sapphire were my f- my absolute favorite games, and then Omega Ruby just made them like a like so much better. And you can complete the national decks, which I did. Uh, seven hundred and twenty-one at the time. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was fun. That took me oh months. Talk like, about no life. Yeah. Hey, I I was actually getting paid to play video games at that time, so that was nice. Um, but <laughs> so, um, are there any games in your experience that uh, you would want to play for the first time? 
Sorry, uh, to play to play again for the first time. Really hard to say, but I think I would go back to God of War. Oh yeah? See, I've never had a PS. Well, I played a PS1. I played like Croc, so I was like hype as shit back in the day before I got Mario 64 and then completely abandoned PS. But uh, yeah, I mean, God of War looks interesting, but I've never played it. Basically, as you, I was talking about earlier, I'm really big on mythology and games that can give you a different set of lore. Uh, God of War basically followed um, a Greek, uh, Greek gods and uh, revenge. Oh, really? So, like, what, how, how did the story all work? Well, wow, it's been a while. Like I said, I'd be great to go back and replay uh, God of War. I just remember Kratos was some sort of servant of the Greek gods. Right. He gets betrayed, and uh, the whole thing is just him about getting revenge and killing the gods. Oh, that's right on. I think I saw a completionist video. Keep doing the completionist. We like it. Um, about God of War, and it actually piqued my interest about it. So, it's a great game. Um, that would definitely be one I'd love to go back and play for the first time. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I can't really think of too many games. I because I keep playing games over and over yeah. again. It has yeah, it has replay value. Definitely. Yeah, but not very many of those anymore, you know, like COD, no replay value. Just like, yeah. will you go back and play COD Modern Warfare 1? I think I would. Actually, the Modern Warfare story was one of my favorites. Right. 1, 2, and 3 just kept going. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you kind of, you, you're not making me look good here. Well, I'm trying to. You know, Call just, of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare would have been the only one and the only one I'm going to talk about that is mean something. Right. Okay. Everything I, else, dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> I played World at War. That was the last good one that I enjoyed. But I can't remember which one it is. It was the last one I picked up and I only picked it up for Kevin Spacey. <laughs> right on. Um, for me, I, I would almost say would say Breath of the Wild or even Skyward Sword, like Zelda, because what I did for both of those games is I don't watch any like, oh, here's 20 minutes of gameplay from this game or, you know, learn this, learn that. Like it basically just spoils the game before you've even played it. Like I don't, I don't get involved with any of that. I just play the game having only seen the release trailer, which, like, gets me so hyped on it. So it's really hard to not watch the first 20 minutes of gameplay, but uh, I, I don't. And then the first thing I experience is the game itself, and it's just, it's it's really nice. And with um, Breath of the Wild, I basically didn't look up any, how to get any freaking Korok seeds or how to beat any shrine or anything. I, ba- I basically played it all th- without any guide. And so I wanted to find the Master Sword, for example, and I'm like, oh, well, the Master Sword's in a forest. I saw it in the release trailer. It was in a forest of some sort. So I'm basically looking in the south part of, like, the Farron's Woods, like, just scavenging that, like, hardcore for, like, hours and hours and hours. And, like, I just explored that whole area, and I obviously found a bunch of other things that were in the Master Sword. Then I, like, really looked at my map, and I'm like, oh, the Lost Woods. Derp. Like, how did I not figure that out? (laughs) So, 
And then I found the Master Sword, and then I couldn't even pull it out because I didn't have 13 hearts or whatever. So, no, that sucks. What a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I call myself a Zelda fan. I couldn't even figure it out. I was in the Lost Woods. Um, but, uh... but talking about Zelda, I know, like you and myself, I like to 100 complete games. Yeah. Did you go after all 900 Korok seeds? Well, I was until I watched the Gerard on the completionist when he completed the game and he's like, Oh, all you get is a steaming pile of golden poo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's basically you have to get like 400 and whatever to maximize all your, um, inventory. So that like, that's the only, that's, that's what I got. After that, it's just no go. Yeah. (laughs) Golden pile of poo. Like, watch them release some DLC that's like, oh, you put your golden pile of poo here and you get some sweet armor or something. Like, it's just, it's just gonna troll us hard. Could you imagine Nintendo doing that and everyone having to go get 900 Korok seeds? Yeah, and you get the golden pile of poo armor. It's just, like, solid gold. Like, basically, you only take, like, an eighth damage. That'd be worth it. I'd, I'd get all the 900 Korok seeds to take an eighth of damage. I would too, but I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. Gold pile of poo. I can't... I Like, that's the worst thing ever. Like, that's the worst collectible, like, in any game I've ever played. Yeah, so. I remember when uh, they announced if you got 900, you would get something. I was looking forward to it. And uh, once I saw what it was, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like that guy either the the maracas dude that you give the seeds to someone was cosplaying him at pax uh west last year it was yeah i remember but, yeah he he didn't dance very well though i was very disappointed um but uh yeah breath of the wild was really good and i like i said skyward, skyward sword was also really good um everyone always hates on it but like the story was really good i really liked it um, and that's what that's what drove me through that whole game was like, oh, I want to save Zelda because I actually like care about her, like as you know. So um, I didn't mind the uh, I didn't mind the motion controls. I mean, they're frustrating sometimes, but whatever. I mean, I dealt with it. It was the sensor bar that pissed me off more than anything because you're like trying to point at the sensor bar and it's like point point the point at the sensor bar. And I'm like I am. Yeah, it just wasn't well made. I had. A lot of issues with the sensor bar and the placement. Yeah, I mean, the one issue I do have with it is, like, I fight the Imprisoned three times. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Imprisoned sucked. And then you're like, oh, I got to battle him again. Yeah. Now, you've talked about uh, Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild. One of my favorites, Twilight Princess. What yeah. are your thoughts? Twilight Princess was good. It was the release for the Wii, so I you know played the crap out of that and then it got re-released on the wii u and hd and i 100 percent of that again they added some things too that was nice but uh yeah i i really like it i like i like midna i like the fact that you become a wolf um and then all you all you do basically is change a new wolf to run faster <laughs> so. yeah but the wolf gameplay kind of added a different dynamic yeah i mean you're tr- that's what you're trying to do with- that's what they're trying to do with every Zelda game they're trying to you know do something a little bit different cod doesn't do that um you know like yeah twilight princess you're you're a wolf and in skyward sword um it, it was the motion controls and uh it, the fact that you can you know 
it's the origin story of the lore that's what also drew me in like i was like oh how was the master sword created like you know so yeah twilight princess was just was a fantastic game so um i liked that you got to go a bit deeper in the desert and you got to like the arbiter grounds that was a fun that's like one of my favorite dungeons i think the water one every every water dungeon sucks like straight up i can't think of one that i like the one i hate the most is in majora's mask i absolutely hate that dungeon and i hate that boss and i just wouldn't i would prefer to just skip that whole area <laughs> i agree so, yeah but uh yeah other uh, i mean zelda is just like i said earlier it just doesn't disappoint me like every one i played i've liked now we've kind of covered games we could play for the first time again i'm kind of, i'm gonna be putting you on the spot but what was the first console that got you into games the NES. Okay, so we're talking blowing in the cartridges. <laughs> Man, I blew all day long, and I played all day long. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, I played original Mario, Duck Hunt, and the combo or whatever there. I was like the bee's knees at Duck Hunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember we stood in line uh, last year for about an hour to replay Duck Hunt at uh, PAX West. Yeah, yeah, and I did pretty good. I think so, anyway. Um, I can't remember <laughs> at that point. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then, uh, what else, what else did I play on the NES? I played, uh, oh, golf and, like, the most ridiculous games I played on the NES. Um, oh, I had this game called Wampum. It was, like, you're, like, this little Indian guy with a spear, and you're, like, yeah, you basically do, like, six areas, and then you go to the final boss, and I've, I never defeated the final boss, so I always got just wrecked, just straight up wrecked and i was like oh this how do you beat this boss never so, heard of this game oh, but it's fun I liked I, it. i'm gonna look it up yeah <laughs> it's called wampum wampum i think you think okay now yeah, he- i think it's called i'm gonna look it up right now i'm pretty sure it's called womp womp bum bum so you started with the nest what did you move on to after that well i skipped the snes and i went to the 64 so Good times, good, good times. The, the the best console probably. So, uh, and then I skipped the GameCube, and then I got a Wii. Yeah, I skipped the GameCube. You you know what? I mean, I don't. I didn't really like the GameCube anyway. Like I like the game, some of the games that came on it, but the game, the GameCube itself was just kind of trash. It was a weird looking console. Yeah, but it did have some good games. Yeah, yeah, like Luigi's Mansion. Smash Bros. Yeah. Like, uh, Pokemon some, XD. Yeah. XD and uh, Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. That was some a, great Pokemon games right there that uh, we haven't been able to see anything close to in years. Yeah. So, yeah, that game is, is called Wampum. So, W H O M P and then apostrophe E M. Good stuff. I'll remember that. Yeah. I liked it. I downloaded it on my. Um, on my emulator and I played it and then I, I, I suck more now at the game than I did when I was a kid. So that's unfortunate, but, uh, so you skipped the game cube, went onto the Wii, hit the Wii U. Uh, now we're on the switch. Yep. Um, I got a 360. I, I went over to my friend's house and played like endless hours of Xbox and halo. And that's what got me into halo. But, um, yeah, I had a 360 for quite a while. And then I got a one. Haven't done the one X yet. I just can't find the time to play all these games now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, we've talked about consoles. Um, how about handhelds? What have you owned? What do you like? What do you dislike? Well, I wanted to... I basically wanted to kill my parents because they never got me a Game Boy Color to play Pokemon Yellow. I just would never forgive them. Um, but they did buy me a Game Boy Advance SP, so I didn't have... I didn't have the original Game Boy. I didn't have a color. I didn't have a GBA, but I got a GBA SP. So uh, I played the the crap out of that. Like, <laughs> do you so. remember how big the original Game Boy was? Yeah. I still have mine in my closet. Yeah, it came with like a purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not pocket friendly. No. What about you? What um, what consoles did you have? Uh, following you, I started with the, uh, the NES, SNES, um, moved on to Sega, Dreamcast, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Let's just say if it's been out, I've owned it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. All right. So just wrapping up the podcast here. Um, we just uh, want to let you guys know what we're looking to get on the podcast. We we really enjoy the community-based um uh community of uh i said community community based community like a tro- like a like an idiot oh wow we're struggling <laughs> uh yeah we just like the community that's around games and uh we just think this is a new way to uh, experience uh, the community talking about our favorite games or at least favorite games reviews news stuff like that so uh yeah we'll definitely be releasing some more podcasts in the future so definitely check us out and uh, you can check us out on social media, which we're going to post our first question of the year. Which games are you most excited for this year? So, uh, thanks for listening to the VGN podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And from there, you can find us on our social media page on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or whatever you're into these days. Also, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, where your donations will net you some sweet benefits, such as behind-the-scene videos, bloopers, exclusive content, and more. We'll give links on our website, which was videogamesnow.ca. See you all in the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.